This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. (laughs) So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. And Josh Whittacombe. Josh Whittacombe. Oh, so close. That was close. So close. That was Murray, aged four, his sister Iona has also provided a uh, recording. Rob Beckett, Josh Whittacombe. Very posh sister. But it also comes with two outtakes, which are my kids fighting about to take turns to do the recordings. Would you like to hear them, Rob? Yes, please. Josh Whittacombe. Josh Whittacombe. I didn't even get... (laughs) (laughs) And this one? (laughs) Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. And Josh Whittacombe. Josh Whittacombe. (laughs) 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 I can feel the pain. That's the problem when he got two of them. Mine were arguing over who was allowed to sing bananas in pyjamas on their own. Oh. But therefore weren't allowed to join in. It was just strictly a solo performance. And oh, no, I'm singing banana in pyjamas. Shut up. No one wants to hear it from one of you. <laughs> didn't want to. So. Been a tough week, Josh. Been a tough week. I know we've got a lot of correspondence, but I've got a lot to get off my chest. Well, we will come to that. But there's. I just want to take you through uh, Murray and Iona because this uh, covers three of our things that we've been asking for previously Uh, so the uh, name of this from Victoria Late is Intro Rob Unsalty and Huge Piss so uh, do you want to hear this is so that was Murray and Iona and this is from their mum who's met you all right I was working at a multi-art center in rural Aberdeenshire the barn oh that was years ago my first duty manager shift was a Rob Beckett gig he was definitely unsalty. He was lovely and chatted for a while before the show. It was around the time of the Scottish indie ref, and he showed a lot of interest in this and the staff's opinions. It wasn't until he, on, he was on stage that I realised it was research for the show and he was trying out his jokes on me. <laughs> also, his rider was Diet Coke and coconut water, which also struck me as an odd combination. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a cocktail. 
I wouldn't have them together. So do you list that on your rider, Rob? Well, no, I don't. This is um, I don't really have a rider anymore because I realised I found out you have to pay for that. I thought it was yeah. just getting something in for you as a treat. Get the bloody water in the back of the car. That's what I do, mate. Save a bit. Look after the pennies. Well, you said an 80-day tour and you realise you've made someone buy you 80 bottles of coconut water. It's like 140 quid on coconut water I didn't drink. Anyway, I was trying to stop drinking Diet Coke, and someone said that um, coconut water is more rehydrating. So I got both, didn't drink the coconut water, just drunk the Diet Coke every time. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I wasn't, I don't think I was trying my jokes. My approach normally is, if I say something and you laugh, I'll just say it again in front of more people. That's my process. So um, you built a career on it. Yeah, you were just riffing. Just riffing, man. Just riffing. Um, Do you want to hear the final section? Oh, yes, please. Of our email. Because do you remember we were discussing uh, how much uh, piss is a big piss? Uh, do you remember this from last week? We were discussing how you don't realise how much you piss until you piss into a bottle at a festival. <laughs> yes, and how big nappies are. Yeah, you don't realise how much you can yeah. piss until you piss. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah, all coming yeah. flooding back. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'd forgotten this. So when I read this PS on the email, I was like, why the hell are you telling me this? <laughs> me and say stuff at the podcast and then someone the other day went to me i can't believe you didn't eat that person's cake they made i was like i'm not having this row i am not this conversation in the street so i enjoyed victoria's email and then it said p.s i once did a two liter piss and i thought what the hell is going on here <laughs> oh please tell me it was straight into like an empty like lemonade bottle and filled it to the top it, it the works for us it was after childbirth oh, and wow. having a catheter in the nurses were astonished and I was kept in hospital for a few more days. Oh. So there we go. So they kept her in hospital for more because it was so much piss. They actually put her into Ripley's Believe It or Not that she got transferred <laughs> to that. The Waldo wing. <laughs> uh, that's very niche knowledge of the tallest man ever, Robert yeah. Waldo. Don't yeah. worry about it. I will explain the jokes if people don't get them. So tell me about your week. Oh, mate, it's been an absolute... It's been awful. What I've realised is I've started working a bit more and doing some like gigs... That I was like, oh, lockdown's a nightmare because it was it was nonstop and everyone was all stressed and anxious. And then they went back to like preschool and I still wasn't really working that much. And then they had some holidays off. And it's like, but then now like Lou's busy and I'm busy and they're off school. I just I've got no energy. I've got no time for it, Josh. It's, no. My head's expl- I'm getting like you texted me at one fifty last night. Yeah, this is like, no wonder you're I- tired. <laughs> But when I do a gig, I get so much adrenaline, I'm up like a junkie till three in the morning. And then I had to get up at eight o'clock this morning to go for a blood test because dad's got diabetes. So I've got to try and find out if it's hereditary. Nice little trip down the doctor's. Yeah. Got told off for going into an appointment only one, even though on the NHS form it said, go in when you want. I don't want to get bogged down by that. NHS is doing a great job. All right. But just yeah. do your fucking forms. Last time you clap on a Thursday night, isn't it? <laughs> I've still been clapping. I have. No one else has a <laughs> Oh, so anyway, to, and also we had to get up to get the roof box. I booked in a roof box at 8am oh, yeah. because I'm going camping the next day. But basically, right, so a few things have happened this week. Um, I get Lou sometimes for her birthday or Christmas as a tree, Aesop hand wash. It's very expensive. Yeah. Very Classic, expensive. you're earning. We've both been in that position, Rob, where we think we need one more present that shows we care. Yeah. But it's actually quite an obvious one. And we've gone with the Aesop hand wash. We've both done it. Yeah, exactly. And the, the trick always is, if you're not sure, spend a bit more money. That's the trick. Exactly. Don't forget exactly. about sentiment. If you whack a bit bit of money into it, they'll be happy. Anyway, got this Aesop hand wash. It's pricey, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a Christmas one. You get it out for best. Anyway, one my eldest daughter walked past me. She smelt like some sort of goddess. 
right? <laughs> she smelled incredible. You know what? It wasn't of this earth. Yeah. It was like an angel had come down and this smell. I went, what's that? She went, I've been moisturising. <laughs> right? I went, with what? She had, with the Aesop, like 50 quid a bottle, whatever it is. It might even be more than that. This big tub of hand balm moisturiser. She covered her entire body. To the point she couldn't... What, like Goldfinger? <laughs> yeah, she was covered in it, like covered in it, right? And to the point she had so much on her feet, she couldn't stand up. <laughs> well, like a cartoon, slipping <laughs> forward and back. Slipping, slipping on about three quid's worth of cream on her feet, right? <laughs> slipping about. So, she, she's, she, so that, that, that happened, right? So then I had to put that away and there's all that working class guilt came out. No wonder you had to do the gig on Thursday night. Yeah, I shouldn't have bought it. And then, you know, now my daughter's larving herself up in it. What kind of ASOP middle class lunatic am I breeding? Anyway, so that, that, that happened. Also, because I've been drinking a lot in the week to deal with it. Did she have to wash it off? Well, no, she just, it just went into her skin. That's how our moisturiser works, didn't it? I bet, I bet she looks like half her age now. <laughs> yeah, she's it's actually, I look like twins now. The four-year-old and the two-year-old. <laughs> Um, so it's been stressful. So I've been drinking more in the evenings, not yeah. as a problem, but you know, a couple of glasses of wine. I've realised when I'm pissed, right? You know, when you're pissed, I realise I sway side to side in the same manner as I would with the girls when they were babies to rock them to sleep. Oh. But there's no baby there. So is that just that you're pissed or that you're no, kind of? No, it's not. I'm doing it. I'm not doing it like as a piss. I'm doing it because I'm drunk. I'm doing a subconscious self soothe. So I'm rocking wow. myself. Wow, that's lovely. Do you know what? That's... Is it or some side of madness? Well, it's. I mean, I'm trying to put a positive spin on what is clearly alcoholism. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But right. So, ne- so next thing that happened was she started primary. This is all in a week, Josh. This is yeah. Start, there's three more stories as well on top of this, right? She started primary school at, at one of the like induction days or whatever because I can't do it. It's all online and stuff. Weird like yeah, online yeah, yeah. meetings and stuff. One of the parents went, "Oh, uh, let's. Why don't we all swap numbers and set up a group like the year group WhatsApp group, right? So everyone knows, you know, they can ask questions about what's going on. Great. Someone went on. They went, "Oh, do you want to come around our house for a like." a picnic thing barbecue thing right oh. and it was all social distance but oh. I, I don't know what the rules are on how many people are in a garden but i don't think it's a class of school kids and both sets of parents is it i don't think that's big old garden that isn't it that is, that is an absolute power play inviting <laughs> 400 people to your garden <laughs> yes i got them all in the corner and did a gig charge them a fiver <laughs> anyway so you want to make a good impression don't you right yep. Anyway, it's all chatting like that. And I'm trying to sort of be like, uh, just trying to be normal. Very difficult for me, especially. And then a couple of people sort of clocked me a bit. So it's a bit awkward. And then we're chatting. I was talking about having an ear infection, right? Or something. So he's had an ear infection. He went, it's really weird though. I don't see an infection. The doctor put like the tube up my nose to like check it like that. And then I did like a comedian panic thing. And I went, oh, what happens if you've got something wrong with your mouth? Does he put a tube up your ass? Yeah, lovely. But I don't know why I've it. done it. I don't, but it's, it's, you, it's, you would have loved it. It's, Everyone it's, else it's there. A lovely, it's a lovely bit of business. It's it a, keeps the conversation ticking over. Yeah, exactly. But it, it weren't really the vibe. <laughs> okay. And then, right. And then it's a bit awkward. And then yeah. one of the blokes goes, well, you'll be all right with that because I saw you get a colonic on TV. What? So the Robin Rummy show, I got a tube up my ass and they did a colonic on me. On and then he acknowledged before that he knew who you were. No. Like, no. Oh. And then now, if I was just talking about my ass. 
Oh mate! At the parent meeting, Dave. That, oh, it was awful. So, oh like, mate! But you know, I, you know, I'd expected. Oh, did you host the Royal Variety? Now nah, forget that. You've had a tube up your ass, right? That's not the one you want, is it? That's yeah. Not the thing. Do you know what? It's interesting when you when these moments where you realise how you're going to be remembered. I feel like that's a real wake up for you. That that is probably going to be the first line of your obituary. Oh, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? All the all the parents going. Oh, have you seen that? You know, her dad. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they bar for me in Aesop. He sticks tubes up his ass. <laughs> And uh, when he gets drunk, he sways himself to sleep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Were you like, can I just ask? Because these things, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh God, I hate this kind of, I get really tense around that. Let's all go and be parents together and yeah. talk about being parents. I mean, obviously, I can't d- deny that talking about being parents is now 85% of my career. But, um, <laughs> till they bloody allow more than I know. five people in a theatre. But, um, is, are you tense with these? I find these things exceptionally tense. I'm not that tech. I'm I'm sort of quite obviously social. I'm quite socially confident, and I don't really care what anyone thinks of me. But now I've got a moral responsibility to my wife and children. Yeah. In this sphere, where I, if I'm just in a pub, I don't give a shit. But now I'm in this world. I'm just trying to be normal because I I can't hold it in. Like so I told you, what I said at that funeral the other day, didn't I? No. When someone aren't his funeral and like, I'm trying to be normal and engage normally. But like, because when you spend all day trying to be funny and think of the next funniest thing, yeah. it's very hard to have normal conversations with people that aren't comedians. So like one of them was like there was a handy round because you couldn't touch the coffin, hand around little flowers to put on the coffin. And she went, Oh, here's a flower so you can put on the coffin because you can't touch the coffin. You didn't say oh. I put it on my arse, did you? <laughs> no, Josh, I didn't say it. I did it. Just for attention. <laughs> My, my, my brain went to go, I normally lit the coffin, so it's a shame, isn't it, all this COVID? Can't really do what you normally do. <laughs> but it's just not, people don't want to hear it. No, no. Basically. Anyway, so I will get into correspondence, but I've got to get us off. No, the, cinema, the cinema trip from hell, Josh, have you taken your daughter to the cinema yet? No. No, okay, right. Well, I took on my own a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old to see a, a terrible film. I can't even remember what it was, Dream Builders, it was called. It's a Danish film that they've redubbed in Dream English. Dream Builders sounds like. A Nick Knowles daytime TV show. Yeah. <laughs> which they come and make over your house in three since, days. Yeah, exactly. Like, since Carol's accident, <laughs> she's not been able to access the top floor of the house. Today, Nick and the boys are the dream builders. <laughs> um, yes, sorry. It, it was always a Danish film and they redubbed it all um, right. like in English, but no one's mouth was moving at the right time. So it was when it was the heat wave. And for some reason, I thought... 
oh, what if it's really cold air con? So I don't want to dress for a heat wave and go in there and it's freezing. So I packed three hoodies. I don't know why. Got in there, obviously boiling up. We get in there, right? I've got them all their drinks. I've got a coffee, right, because I'm tired. And I'm dropping it. We sit down just before the film starts. Daddy, can you go to the toilet? And then I was like, can I, the, the four-year-old don't need to go. And she's so gobby and grown up. I was like, she'll be fine. I was like, no, she won't. I can't leave her. But in my head, oh. like, what age can you leave a kid to go with the toilet with another one? Well, yeah, I don't know what the score is. Four's for too young, but anyway. Four's too young. So, so I took him to the toilet, come back. Then the film just started, needs to go a poo. I was like, oh, God, right? Took her down there. The two-year-old wouldn't do a poo. Obviously needs to do one because it was skidders. I'm like, oh, no. Right? So we go back into the cinema, right? Hasn't started yet. We've been out twice. All right? And then halfway through, I need a poo again. Went down. Didn't need one. Obviously needs a poo, though. Is the other one getting annoyed at this point? Not really, because after that one, she said she needed another wee. So four trips to the oh. toilet we've done, and then one of them is she just holding her bum, watching it. Oh, my God. Also, as well, at this point, I've got my hoodie on because I hadn't had time to take it off. I've done four trips up and down the stairs. I've had a coffee. I'm leaking from every hole, every <laughs> port. It's, I, I've, I've, it's 38 degrees out there. I, I swear it was hot <laughs> in the cinema. And then eventually... Basically, what happened was I just sat there waiting for the two-year-old to shit herself, and then we left. And did she did she manage to produce? Oh yeah, but not in the toilet. Oh mate, just shit in there because then we left. Oh my god. Sorry, sorry. I feel like I've just bombarded you with that. No, I've but just... I'm just trying to decide what the worst experience you had was, and I think it is it is the parents bonding barbecue because now you know whenever you look in the eyes of that dad what he's seen. But that's a tough week, Rob. It is. A that tough is week. a tough week. I've not had a bad week at all. We went to the seaside. Yep. Went to visit uh, Rose's uh, friend who lives in Folkestone. And we had a lovely, lovely weekend at the seaside. We've started to make a breakthrough on um, on toilet training. Oh, that's good. So she just decided to go and sit on the toilet and have a piss the other day. Yes. Uh, and now she's she's mainly pissing on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice... Which we're encouraging outside just as a, just for some kind of breakthrough. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, just yeah. At least if she's going to piss on the floor, she pisses outside on the floor. But you know, exactly. I regard my two and a half year old as potty trained, but she did a shit in a cinema. So you know, exactly. there's always exactly. you know one <laughs> step all... forward, two step back. Do you know what I mean, John? So she, we were at the beach. And she really made a breakthrough and she was just pissing on the floor. Right. And then she was so pleased that people were pleased she was pissing on the floor. She was really forcing out the pisses. Yeah. She must have done... On demand. On demand. She must have done five or six little bits of piss on the floor. Yeah. And then a woman, as she was ha- as my daughter was halfway through this pissing extravaganza, woman came up and she was like, Hi, are you, are you Josh Riddicum? I was like, yeah. And at this point, my daughter's going, I've just done another piss on the floor. <laughs> she didn't say piss. <laughs> No, she didn't say piss. I've just had a slash, Dad. Oi, Dad, I've just had a slash. I've just, yeah. <laughs> just done two litres, mate. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, that's good, though. It's encouraging stuff, Josh. It's encouraging stuff. And also, she's got into the music from Frozen. Oh, which it's absolute bangers. Absolutely phenomenal. I think, I think anyone that complains about... I, I mean, I know I'm in the early days, but... Those two main songs are two of the greatest songs ever written, I think. Well, Let It Go. When the strings kick in at the start of verse two of Let It Go. That's like whatever by Oasis, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's goosebumps on the back of your neck. It's unbelievable. What's the other one you like? Other, do you want to build a snowman one? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a banger. Have you seen yes. the second film yet? Well, so she's not really into the films, so she just wants <laughs> oh, to right. watch the songs. Ah, oh, well, the, the songs are better in the second film. Do you think? <gasps> into the Unknown. We can't do too much. We'll have to pay Disney some money. I don't think you've got any worry with that version of it, mate. <laughs> it's that 
pub singer. I don't think that's stepping on any uh, uh, copyright. Uh, uh, <laughs> so they are absolute bangers. But apart from that, I'm having a, a very nice time. Very that's nice good. time. I think it, it goes. this is what's good about this podcast. It goes in peaks. And tr- Remember that day I had a few weeks ago and I absolutely nailed it? Yeah. Remember that? Feels like oh. a lifetime ago, mate. Feels like a different man. But now, luckily, it's all going wrong and our listeners can enjoy the podcast again. Do you <laughs> yeah. want... Do you want to hear from our listeners, Rob? Oh, yes, please. What we got? It's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Helen Bettison. So, love the episode with Jen Brister about IVF. I had IVF treatment and there's some very funny sides to it. A couple of things. When my husband went to the clinic to give his contribution into a small plastic bottle, he said the room he went into had lots of really used porno magazines. Oh. You don't hear the word porno, do you, no, very often? but really anymore. used. Used is bad. Really used implies oh my sort God. of matter. Do you think if you're running a kind of sperm clinic, they're like, oh, we need to do a turnover. That's like the worst job to be sent out as if you're yeah. like the, the, the janitor. At, uh, you've uh, got to do that online. You're not <laughs> popping to the shops in your NHS outfit, are oh, you, dressed as a nurse? Well, sure. You know, the <laughs> jazz mate. <laughs> Dressed, well, not dressed as that's just as a nurse. As you a, can't, no, that's, you're doing that online, aren't you? You can't, you chuck them out, wouldn't you? Or just get Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, I mean, who's not just getting something up on their phone? Who's touching that magazine? <laughs> Who the hell? Exactly. Do you want to touch the magazine? Well, is it because of COVID? No, it's not because of COVID, mate. It's no, just... it's because those wankers have been in it. It's on the front, it says January 1998. Yeah, it's absolutely drenched in spaff, this thing. <laughs> Um, the armchair also had a plastic cover. Oh, I mean, this no. is this is to top it off. The TV. Who's sitting down. <laughs> he ain't a leisurely one. That is an in and out job. I tell you now, if it was me, I reckon I could get that done in forty-five seconds. You'd be like Rob. You'd be like that clip of Grandad in the Simpsons when he walks in and out of the door that people oh, put on. Mate, I don't pride myself on much, but I can get that job done. I can get it done. Don't worry about that. Do you remember when Stephen Gerrard got sent off with the first kick after he came on on half time <laughs> and he just went straight off the pitch? That'd be you. Yeah, in and out, job done, stood up. See you later. Wouldn't even take my trousers down. Just through the hole. Just through the slip. <laughs> Imagine it. Oh no! Oh my word! I'm just going to sit down and have a cup of tea and just. uh, Do you know what? There's actually some interesting articles in these magazines beyond the pictures. There's a really interesting. Anyway, um, to top it off, the TV, which I can only assume to watch porn on, had a sign across it saying "out of order." Oh my word! That is the bleakest room ever, isn't it? I mean, really used, dog-eared. Oh, also, one of the good sides is I never have to tell my son or indicate that mum and dad bonked. Don't use the word bonked. No, a scientist helped you and you were made in a dish. He absolutely loves to know that. Yeah, I've never actually, I've never touched your mother. It's absolutely yeah. fine. But let me tell you about the bleakest room I've ever been in. <laughs> the room of nightmares. <laughs> yeah, if you've got any IVF, um, like sort of spank room stories, let us know. I just want to know the worst thing you've seen in one of those. <laughs> I want details. How yeah. used is really used. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Robert Anthony Beckett. Oh, yeah. Born January the 2nd, 1986 in Mottingham, London. Oh, right. All information from your Wikipedia page. Yes. Catherine Abel has emailed in your Wikipedia page. Have Are you aware of the children's names on your Wikipedia page? Um, No, I don't, I don't think it says. It just says I've got two kids. Children, two. Gavin and Malcolm. Oh, yes. It's official. It's official. It's basically... That's what you do instead of Depot now, isn't it? It's what you do instead of That's Depot. how you change your name. <laughs> 
They haven't got a blue link, sadly. Um, but yeah, they've changed your name to Gavin and Malcolm. So there are people that are going on your Wikipedia page that don't know that that's because you call your children Gavin and Malcolm on this podcast. Yeah, people just think I've got two daughters called Gavin and Malcolm. He's a right <laughs> card, that Beckett. He's right. He loves banter, doesn't he, that guy? He loves a laugh. He's called his daughters Gavin and Malcolm. <laughs> Next time you're at I don't, The thing is, Josh, is 2020, mate. I don't see gender. I'm a new man. No, of course you don't. What is gender? But even, even if you are calling them men's names, you don't want to call your daughters Gavin and Malcolm, mate. Now, also, I could take, no, you subconsciously said they're men's names. They're not boys' names, are they? Gavin and Malcolm, they're names <laughs> of men. I don't think that you're called that until you get to 18. You know what we should? Email in. We want to find the youngest Gavin and Malcolm living in the UK, please. Together as siblings. Together as siblings. Does it exist? I bet those guys you talked to at the uh, the Pirates Barbecue were called Gavin and Malcolm. That's exactly the kind of names. Right. This is for you, though. Beth Ann Bickley. Hello, Rob and Josh. I love the podcast. Uh, I was listening to episode 30, I Carried a Watermelon. <laughs> And it reminds me of something that happened to me on my way home from the shops. The classic thing happened where you take your child shopping and they want everything in the shop. I negotiated with my toddler that she could have a watermelon. But in order to get it home, as it was a bit of a walk, she would need to walk and I would put the watermelon in the buggy. She wrapped the watermelon in a blanket and put a hat on it. We started walking home and on the way home saw a film crew and Alid Jones <laughs> filming outside some houses. We carried so on walking. Such a dream. A... We carried on walking at toddler pace, but they soon caught up with us. And just as we were at some steps, Ali Jones offered to help me lift my baby in the buggy up the steps. Oh, I bet he did on camera. As he bent down to take the front of the buggy, he saw that it was not a baby, but a watermelon in a blanket. <laughs> he could not hide his shock on his face, but he was too polite to say anything. So he just smiled awkwardly and walked away. I'm sure he thought it was back crazy and didn't have time to say anything as he continued on his way. I'm absolutely obsessed with what Alex Jones made of that situation where he helped a woman pushing a watermelon home while her child walked. Well, well the thing is, you're never going to think it's a watermelon, are no. you? Well, you think it's an ugly child? Oh, no, I'm just saying, he, he, will know, he would know it's not right, but I don't think you're straight away going watermelon. Yeah. So he, he don't know what's happened there. No. It could be a really bloated, ugly child. Like a tiny <laughs> jab of the heart. Because the worst thing to do of a parent of an ugly child would be to accuse it of being a watermelon. It's bad <laughs> enough when you call a like a, a person's daughter their son or whatever when it's a yeah. baby. But were you to say, sorry, is that a watermelon? They were like, no, that's my child. That would be a huge That's just part. what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and it shits a pink with little bits in <laughs> really annoys me one of my bugbears is when if there's a dog and I go oh she's lovely and they go it's a he actually they oh, dogs look the same I just I'm not the only way you can tell is see if he's got a dick or not and I, that's not my first place I look on a dog no, if, if anything mate that would be considered rude were you to pick the dog up yeah and examine whether they had a dick before saying whether it looked if you picked it up looked at his dick and said he's a nice dog that would be absolutely oh, he's a good boy <laughs> Well, that's the way that when they find out the gender, like, they literally just look for a dick. That's a, I thought there was, like, some sort of blood test thing or chromosome thing or that some detailed check. It's not. They just look for a dick. Oh, wow. I know. How are they seeing that? It's so blurry. Did you get the gender? Are you one of those people that found it out on the day? We found it out, but I could see from the scan of the second one that it was another girl. Could you? Because there was no dick. Because there was no dick. There was no dick. I mean, it's quite, you know, when they when they explain it, you go, yeah, that does make sense. There's, 
if there's a dick, it's a boy. If there isn't a girl, but you know. Anyway, let's move on. Um, Josh, Josh um, <laughs> this is a non-salty Josh. Non-salty? Okay? Non-salty, because you've had a bit of unfair salt thrown your way. Love the show. I just wanted to share this picture of Josh that I've just seen on Tinder. Oh, no. What? What have you been up to? What? Send mm. it across. Okay, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> How's he doing? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Oh, yeah, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm oh, yeah, with oh, someone yeah. else. Surprise. Yeah, you are. So basically, um, he just said, I should clarify, it wasn't his account, but that of someone who I assume is a fan. So it's you with a bloke with a, a vaccines T-shirt on. Yeah, that's, that's it looks like it's at a festival, doesn't it? I mean, from the way your face, Josh, your face. I'm doing a funny smile. Mm. Anyway, so Josh, here we go. So basically he said, I assume he's a fan. We'll put this on the Instagram account. In this photo, Josh couldn't be looking less salty, even though I'm sure you'd rather not be posing with photos of strangers whilst trying to have fun at a festival. Although in closer inspection, you can perhaps see that he, he is not producing anything like a natural smile. As no, his I'm face doing a comedy smile. Really resembles the gritted tooth emoji guy, but he's clearly trying and you can't ask for any more than that. Um, the, Girl said, sadly, the photo with Josh wasn't enough for her to swipe right. Oh, so is that that guy's main Tinder picture? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, mate. If I if I knew too much about Tinder, Lou would have questions, and I don't know. I don't know if that's the main photo. I'm sure our listeners uh, can yeah. uh, tell us. But yeah, that you're either doing a comedy smile or you're absolutely off your nut, Josh. Well, I'm doing and a comedy I- smile. I can confirm that, Rob. <laughs> Fair enough. And I won't, I'll ask no more questions, Your Honour. <laughs> Um, but we'll, <laughs> you can decide. You can decide when I put it on Instagram. But that's like a kind of. Do you not do a like a big comedy? Like I do like a here's a joke, big smile thing. Yeah, yeah. Now you're saying it, I can, I can see that. I mean, let's be honest. I look like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. That's what I look like. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A little bit Wallace and Gromit. Um, but yeah, anyway, that, but she didn't swipe right, I'm afraid. But they said she's very unsalty. You had a picture and stuff. So um, yeah. good on you, Josh. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Shall we wrap things up with a what would Rob do, Rob? Yes, please. I mean, like, I've had a terrible week. Let, let at least make you feel like I'm, um, you know, You're useful. helping the nation. Okay. Yeah. I want to help the nation. Josh, I just want to help the nation. You just want to help the nation. So this is from Helen Farrow. I'm looking for some advice from the oracle that is Rob Beckett. I have found out I'm expecting my second baby. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for some advice from Rob on how to tell my little boy, he's two and a half, and what to say to prepare him for the new arrival. Okay. I'm hoping for some words of wisdom to try and prepare him for being a big brother and avoid total meltdowns when the baby arrives and he realises 
it's here to stay. Okay, so, so what we did, basically, a present on arrival. So get a present yeah. that the two and I feel don't know about. So when the baby comes into the house, they go, oh, your baby brother or sister has brought you a present back from the hospital. And did your daughter know that you were going, she was going to have a sister? Yeah, so we sort of said that you're having a sister and your sister's going to come and go look after your sister and that kind of stuff. But what we did do is she was due to start preschool, like literally the, the week the baby was due, but we pushed it back to like the next term because we didn't want her to feel like a baby's here and I've gone. Yeah. So we did push that back because we read a couple of books where they said that was, and I think that helped. And then they, she had time to bond with the baby and stuff and, and, and things like that. But the present coming back in and just sort of not mention it all the time, but it's like, you're going to have a baby, excited about your baby sister and then get them a bit involved in like buying stuff like with them. So oh, should we get that for your you know, like baby clothes yeah. and stuff. But the present really worked and delaying preschool, I think, helped us because I think our daughter would have been a bit like, oh, I've got, I've gone and stuff. But the present and delaying preschool helped us. But that's not very funny and probably too useful, Josh. I think we've gone again. No, them. but I, do you know what? That's nice, isn't it? it. I've, I've, I've what present would you suggest? I think I've helped the nation. Have you helped the nation? I, I, think, I think that I think that it's been helped. Um, I've, what have the kid likes, really, to be honest? Uh, probably an iPad, keep them busy. I mean, I'm very pro-iPad as a... Uh, <laughs> The complaints on the BBC. Blames me, Sop, some nice Aesop hand cream. I tell you what, just, you know, completely cover the three-year-old in Aesop. And even when they're crying and being mental, they will smell <laughs> exceptional. <laughs> that is a good good tip. Now, we've covered a lot today. If you have anything on any of these topics, this is how to get in touch. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. Rob, yes, it's been bro. an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. It's been good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, great, hasn't it? Do you know what, Josh? Can I say? Thank you for doing this for me. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's been, it's, do you know what? And Michael, we should give a shout out to Michael, the producer. Yeah. He does all the legwork, you know. I mean, you know, he doesn't do all the entertaining, funny stuff people tune in for, but all the other stuff he does. Um, <laughs> Rob's going to have an absolute disaster in this edit. <laughs> Love you, Michael. But yeah, I just say, I've really enjoyed it. What, what a great positive thing to come out of what's been a terrible few months. You know what? It's good to let off steam. It's good to let off steam, isn't it? It's fine. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it. And I, I just want to keep doing more, Josh. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Because I genuinely, when I find out that you've been up till 2am and you've got to get up with the kids, it really does put a spring in my step. <laughs> and also, ultimately, that you've got, you know, when I go, I go. When my head goes, it goes, isn't it, Josh? Yeah. And, and you, you'll know that I'm having a bad time. And, you know, I'm glad I can be there for you in that way. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good because there's nothing as pleasant as other people having a bad time. Thank you for listening. <laughs> We'll be back on Tuesday with Chris Stark. Oh, that's a great chat. He's got a newborn. Four four weeks? Yeah, three or four weeks. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We've got the scoop on it. I think it might be the first interview he's given about it. So, um, you know. Yeah, he's never spoken about his kids that much, has he? We're breaking down walls here, man. Exactly, exactly. Enjoy the show. See you next week. Bye. 